Coming up on Transformers University, we are diving back into the Marvel US run with a small detour to Marvel UK. We'll talk some changes at Marvel. We'll talk about Blaster, Grimlock, a bunch of little kids, and a teddy bear. That's right, right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, admin behind TFU.info, the website, the Toy Archive, this podcast, and of course, TFU News and Views podcast, and I know it has been a while, and I am glad to be back. Uh, the short uh, story of this, of course, is if you haven't heard on, on, I think I've mentioned it on this podcast, I've certainly mentioned it on Twitter, and I've definitely mentioned it on TFU News and Views, uh, I moved, <laughs> and I moved a pretty, pretty sizable distance, a little over a thousand miles, and I didn't realize how much goes into moving. Not even the move itself, but uh, life after the move, the unpacking, the making someone else's house that you just bought into your own. So I don't want to make excuses for why uh, university has been so delayed. Uh, I think the Earthrise episodes, and I hope you caught the Earthrise episodes over on the TFU News and Views feed, and I think I put them here as well. And I hope you did give those a listen because it was fun to finally just be on a podcast again. Uh, also, check out Transmissions. Uh, they had me on for their Earthrise coverage as well. So if you if you missed me, I was over there for for about an hour. <laughs> Uh, and on a special episode there. And in addition to transmissions, uh, you can catch my thoughts on Siege and the Earthrise trailers over on my friend Seth Everett's podcast, Hall of Justice, everywhere you listen to this show. And I am just glad to be back and doing uh, this episode. Now, I have a couple of things banked up, I promise. I am going to have uh, more than this episode coming uh, as we move forward. Now, the funny thing is, this is episode 96, and we're going to talk Marvel U.S. Comics 32 through 36. And I started looking at my notes last night, and I realized I did these notes back in October, I think. Uh, so they were a little confusing to me. So strap in, boys and girls, <laughs> because I may not know what I'm talking about in this episode because I might not understand what I'm told myself to tell you back in October of 2020. <laughs> but we're going to kick off this episode with Marvel Comics issue number 32, entitled Used Autobots, written by Bob Budiansky, pencils by Don Perlin, inks by Aikens and Garvey. Letters, we got a new person here, and that is Pat Brasso, and we'll talk about him in just a second. Colors, once again, by Nell Yamtov, edits by... Don Daly, and of course the cover by Frank Springer features the Protectobots and the Combaticons fighting at a used car lot. Now, uh, Pat Brasso, a longtime letterer for Marvel, Dark Horse, DCN, Image. Uh, he is now a freelance letterer, and you can catch him on Twitter at Droog811. That's D-R-O-O-G-811. Uh, he has some t-shirts for sale at soundfxstudio.com and 
notable books he has lettered on uh, include Uncanny X-Men number 266, the first appearance of Gambit. Uh, he was the main letterer on uh, the solo books for Wolverine and Doctor Strange back in the 90s. He lettered Steel issues 1 through 40 for DC Comics as well as Legionnaires and is currently the letterer on Wonder Woman. Now, this issue appeared in Marvel UK issues number 139 and 140. Uh, Issue number 139, they both feature actually different covers than what appeared in the U.S. Uh, that's usually uh, fairly uncommon for the U.K. books. So issue 139 features Blaster on the cover riding a pair of Throttlebots, Rollbar, and Chase uh, basically doing his best vehicle Voltron impression. Uh, it's actually a pretty neat cover, uh, and that one is by Robin Smith. Issue 140 features Swindle on the cover uh, trying to place a bid on the car auction. Now, what am I talking about here? Well, let's get into the story of used Autobots. Now, this issue starts with the Throttlebots and Blaster getting attacked by Vortex, and Blaster transforms to fight him off, and uh, he does this by being way out of scale um, and riding the backs of the Throttlebots, much like the cover of that UK book. Uh, Rollbar is uh, badly damaged in the fight. Uh, the Autobots stop at a Black Rock station for gas, but get attacked by Rat. Now, my notes from October say for me to note the word bubbles. So let's, let's <laughs> a little inside baseball here. Let's note the word bubbles. So uh, Goldbug's reaction to the Rat attack is that it's a rat trap. We're all going to die. And Blaster responding to this, knowing that he, uh, you know, that we're all gonna die. He says that Rat's driven into a dead end, but it's Rat with two T's. Now another thing to note here is this Rat vehicle is uh, designed pretty much like a G.I. Joe reject uh, vehicle. It's part plane, part tank. Anyway, Rat attacks Blaster and exposes uh, some gasoline at the gas station. Uh, Blaster shields the Rat soldier from the explosion, the Autobots then flee during the confusion. Back at the Ark, Grimlock, just not happy with Goldbug and Blaster for not having returned yet, and sends the Protectobots to find them. The Throttlebots, along with Blaster, park at Big Steve's used car lot to take a rest. And if you haven't seen this plot before, then you haven't been listening to this show. They end up a lot parking at used car lots, don't they? The Transformers in the 80s. Well, the next morning, the uh, police are there questioning Big Steve about potential weird vehicles in the area. Steve shoes off the cops because he's busy ripping off his customers. And then one of Steve's workers, a guy by the name of Clifford, finds Blaster and the Throttlebots and tells Steve. Steve checks out the new cars and says to junk the Jeep, a.k.a. Rollbar. The Throttlebots then transform and strike a deal with Steve to be left alone until nightfall. Steve checks the police list and realizes that they all match the vehicles uh, that are the Throttlebots. And it's neat here because it actually breaks down what the Throttlebots are. Uh, a red Ferrari, a blue Corvette, a gold VW Bug, a green Jeep, a white Ford RS200, which is Searchlight, and an orange dump truck. And there is a $50,000 reward per vehicle. So Steve, what does he do? He sends Clifford to pick up some soda. He wants a lot of soda, cases, sugared, no diet stuff, because Steve is going to put sugar in the Autobots gas tanks. 
And after he does that, Rat arrives and the Throttlebot's engines are locked up because Steve put sugar in their gas tanks. Along with Rat, the Combaticons arrive and so do the Protectobots. We have the end of Reservoir Dogs here, ladies and gentlemen. And Steve is not wanting his lot to be destroyed, so he offers to auction off the Throttlebots. But before the auction can begin, Swindle, hiding, decides Bay Steve should hit the Buy It Now button and takes aim at him. Blaster transforms and stops him, and the battle then ensues. Rat flees, and Barnett, you might remember him, he gave the big check to Donnie Finkelberg, uh, gives Steve a big check. We find out Big Steve's full name is Steve Ludwig. And as the Compaticons and Protectobots fight it out, Rat steals the Throttlebots. Blaster helps turn the tide of the battle, and the Combaticons flee. Big Steve, he's eyeing his check. It's $300,000, and Blaster shoots it with his Electro Scrambler rifle, and it crumbles. He will not let Steve profit off his friends. The Protectobots then arrest Blaster and plan to return him to the Ark for, quote, trial and execution. I'm going to say that again. Trial and execution. What? And hashtag APAB. That is issue 32. And now this story is going to get put on pause for a second because we're going to go with issue 33, which is the first time a Marvel UK story gets published in the United States. And that is Man of Iron, which we've covered way back in the beginning episodes of this series, uh, back in episode 16. So 80 episodes ago, we covered Man of Iron. Uh, this was part one, so issues one and two from the UK. It features a new cover by Charles Vess. He was the artist on Stardust with Neil Gaiman. And the cover has kind of got this weird like safety Megatron going on on it. Uh, and in the corner, uh, there's a uh, Union Jack British flag behind uh, Grimlock. And then and we won't recap the story. I'm just going to tell you about the artwork on the covers because issue 34, Man of Iron Part 2, features a cover by Tom Morgan, who was the inker back on Transformers, Marvel Transformers, issue number 16. And inks on this cover by Aiken and Garvey feature Optimus being attacked by a jet in front of a castle. Now, the reason these two stories were published, or at least part of the reason I can deduce from these stories being published in the U.S. and why we stopped in the middle of the action between used Autobots and the next story we will get into is that Marvel had a big leadership change in their bullpen. Jim Shooter, the editor-in-chief, one of the co-creators behind the Transformers brand, was let go by Marvel, and Tom DeFalco was brought in. Now, in my research, Jim Galton, the publisher of Marvel at the time, uh, he was grooming Tom DeFalco as a replacement and included even sending DeFalco to England for a few months to make sure he didn't quit Marvel while he took care of letting go of Jim Shooter. And there you have it. That's why you get two Marvel UK issues in the U.S. in the middle of a story between issues 32 and then what we'll talk about right now, issue number 35. Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? 
There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the alpha trion and omega prime of transforming toys. Now, back to the show. Now, issue number 35, entitled Child's Play. Hi, I like to be hugged. Written by Bob Budiansky. Pencils by Don Perlin, inks by Aikens and Garvey. Colors once again by Nell Yamtov. Letters, we got another newbie here, Jack Morelli, and we'll get to him in just a moment. Edits by Don Daly and, of course, uh, the new editor-in-chief, Tom DeFalco. Cover features Bruticus and Defensor fighting in a rail yard, and that one once again by Frank Springer. Jack Morelli, uh, occasionally credited as John Morelli has done a little bit of everything, but uh, mostly he's a letterer uh, historically for Marvel and DC. Now, once again, the UK covers for this issues numbers 141 and 142 are different from the US version. Issue 141 features Brawl in vehicle mode saying knock, knock, and uh, basically blasting his way uh, through the page. Uh, It's pretty neat. Uh, cover and it's always nice to see uh, a you know, non-main character on the front issue 141 cover by lee sullivan the cover for issue 142 features a cover very similar to the u.s one the u.s one as i mentioned it's it's bruticus and defense or fighting in a rail yard and bruticus is whipping defense or with uh, a train they're both in like these you know solid colors uh Defensor is all red. Bruticus is all blue. In the UK one, it's the same thing, sort of. It's it's a different piece of art entirely, but uh, it has Bruticus whipping Defensor with a train, and uh, they're in full color, and Defensor is on the ground. And actually, the US one's probably a nicer looking cover. Uh, and this one here by Dan Reed and Robin Botel. It's the first time we're actually talking about Dan Reed on this show, I think, and we won't encounter him in the Marvel UK run until issue 119, so that's before this uh, in the run, but we haven't covered those issues just yet. But oddly enough, we will be getting to those in our next Marvel UK story arc, so I will save Dan Reed for that time when we're talking about books he actually penciled. So this issue starts with a little boy uh, getting shot on the splash page. And actually, he's eh, just pretend shot. So it's actually three boys, a girl, and a teddy bear. And they're playing in a rail yard. Um, this is pretty much the epitome of being a latchkey kid. Uh, I don't think anyone would understand it unless you grew up in the 80s. But that was really what it was like. Um, we have three boys. Uh, Sammy, who just got shot. And he likes to overact. We have 
Alan, A-L-L-A-N, uh, who loves to argue with Sammy. We have Jed, the older brother of Robin, the kid's sister. And her teddy bear, Daisy. Now, neat thing in this book uh, that I really, really like is that Don Perlin gives Daisy, the teddy bear, expressions that fit the scene. So, whereas we'll see Daisy in future issues and she's just uh, an inanimate teddy bear, she very much uh, understands what's going on in this issue. And uh, the Protectobots, they uh, they pass through this rail yard and get radioed by Wheeljack at the Ark. Uh, Grimlock butts into the radio call and yells at them to bring Blaster in. He also wants the Ark's repairs finished ASAP. Blades up in the air spots uh, tank tread uh, tracks and knows somehow that they're Decepticon tracks. I don't know how to explain that. It just is accept it and move on hotspot knows that they're brawls and orders groove to uh drop the prisoner blaster in a safe place uh he places him in a drain pipe uh blaster has been in alt mode and is locked in that mode and uh, the kids see groove driving around in his motorcycle mode without a driver and go to investigate just then, the Combaticons attack. Sammy finds Blaster in that drain pipe, and they hear an explosion. Blaster asks him to remove the uh, lock that is on him. The kids argue because they think Sammy's making all this up. But then Robin and Daisy find Blaster. Uh, the fight out in the yard continues, and the Protectobots combine into Defensor, and the Combaticons combine into Bruticus, just like on the cover back at the Ark, uh, Grimlock has Beachcomber and Cosmos making a torture device for Blaster. Uh, couldn't pick two worse Autobots to make a torture device. And uh, the Ark is ready and Grimlock demands that it blast off. Back at the rail yard, Blaster convinces the kids uh, to remove that lock and then transforms. He saves the kids from a falling tower and Bruticus then defeats Defensor and comes after Blaster. Blaster offers to team up with Bruticus. As a show of faith, Bruticus tells Blaster to shoot one of the humans. He shoots Sammy, and the kids cry. And while Bruticus is distracted, Blaster hits him with that fallen tower, and we find out that Sammy was once again overacting. With Bruticus defeated, the Protectobots decide to let Blaster go, and as a reward to the kids, they commandeer Blastoff and they lock him into his space shuttle mode for a trip into outer space. Space! And just as they get out to space, space! They are attacked by the Ark. Now that takes us to issue number 36, Space Hikers. This one written by Bob Budiansky, pencils by Jose Delbo. Now Jose Delbo, uh, this will be the first of many issues Jose Delbo will draw for the Marvel Transformers series. He will be the regular penciler on this series for some time. Jose also did a bunch of TV tie-in books for the company Goldkey in the 1970s. The Twilight Zone, The Brady Bunch, Buck Rogers, The Monkees, uh, the co comic adaptation 
of the Beatles Yellow Submarine. He also drew Doc Solar, which is uh, one of my favorite Gold Key books. Jose Double also worked on DC titles in the 70s, Wonder Woman, Supergirl, Jimmy Olsen, Lois Lane. In the 80s, he did a lot of TV tie-ins for Marvel, including Thundercats and Captain Planet. Of course, everyone's favorite number one issue, NFL Super Pro. And of course, you can catch him on Twitter at Jose underscore Delbo. Now, inks on this issue by Aiken and Garvey. Letters, once again, another new person here, Diana Albers. Now, Diana Albers, a longtime Marvel letterer, worked at the Big M from 1978 to around 1995 and worked on hundreds and hundreds of books. Colors, once again, by Nell Yamtov. Edits by Don Daly. Now, the cover on this issue features uh, Skylinks uh, with the kids walking the plank in space. Space! By Frank Springer with inks by Aiken and Garvey. UK version of this book uh, features two very different covers. Issue 143 features uh, Blastoff about to be grabbed by a huge uh, space claw. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that one is by Martin Griffiths, who you may remember from our coverage of the 1986 Christmas issue in the Marvel UK. Issue 144 features Grimlock jumping out of the arc by Barry Kitson and Robin Botel. Now, in space, space, Skylinks is flying a few hours before the end of the last issue. He's remembering battles of... 50,000 Vorns of War. Now, one Vor is equal to 83 years. So if you do the math, that is 4.15 million Earth years. Skylinks gets a call from his old friend, Wheeljack. Wheeljack requests help regarding Grimlock, who is a leader going crazy and out of control. Skylinks mentions that Wheeljack saved his hide uh, many times. And uh, we don't hear any more of that, but those will be some fun adventures to explore. The Ark leaves Earth's atmosphere. Grim, very angry that they haven't found Blaster yet. And we cut to Blaster and the kids playing aboard Blast Off. Uh, Jose Double doesn't give uh, Daisy that expressive face that we saw with Don Perlin. It's kind of sad, uh, but Blaster reminds Sammy not to open the airlock. The Ark fires on Blastoff, and Grimlock thinks that Blaster has teamed up with Blastoff because they've traced that mode lock, and they think that it is Blaster's mode lock on Blaster. Uh, Sammy then tosses Blaster out of the airlock as the Ark captures Blastoff. Autobots, well, they just find a bunch of kids, and Wheeljack gets the kids and Daisy some spacesuits. Grimlock then holds a trial and sentences the human children to death immediately. And we find out that Grimlock's not really that cruel. This is actually just a ruse to draw out Blaster. Grimlock plans for the kids to walk the plank in space. I won't get into the science of that, but that just doesn't seem possible. Wheeljack informs Skylinks about what's about to happen, and Skylinks rescues the kids as they fall off the Ark. The Ark then chases Skylinks. The Dinobots chase him through an asteroid field. The Dinobots surround him and wait 
because the kids are running out of air. Did I say Grimlock wasn't that cruel? Because now he's suffocating children. He is that cruel. Blaster boards the Ark, and the Autobots are happy to see him. And Blaster then surrenders to the Dinobots to save the children. And that is where we're going to leave off our Marvel U.S. coverage for this episode of Transformers University. Now, you know, in, in retrospect, and I've read these issues a whole bunch of times, I, these are actually, despite the, the wonky covers, uh, despite the inclusion of the children, which um, generally is one of those things that will turn me off to a book, these stories are actually really good and, and pretty fun. Um, the Throttlebots in the Marvel comics are fantastic, and Blaster uh, is got such a huge, great role, and his rivalry with Grimlock is explored uh, here and will be explored even more later on. And uh, this is definitely one of uh, the key pieces of the Marvel run. It is kind of weird with the Men of Iron story just kind of being dropped in the middle, but when you look back at the history, uh, it, it is interesting. And if you don't know that much about Jim Shooter, go all the way back to episode number two of this show. Uh, I sat down with Jim Shooter at New York Comic Con a number of years back, and he was fantastic. He was great to talk to. He was super interesting. Uh, this is a guy who has been in the comics industry since he was like 13 years old. Uh, so please go back and check out that episode. Now, for more on how you can catch up with me, give this a quick listen. Thanks for listening to the show. Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode. But first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive. Now that'll wrap up this episode of Transformers University. And don't worry, the next episode is coming right after this one, (laughs) real soon, because I've already done all the research for it and I'm excited to record it. Uh, I'm not going to record it right this minute, but I am going to record it I'd say within the next 24 hours. So next time on Transformers University, we are going back by the numbers. If you haven't checked out our by the numbers episodes, uh, go back and give them a listen. We're going to go break down the toy tech specs for the Autobots and Decepticons from 1987. Take a look at all of their tech spec numbers, their functions, how they fit into the Autobot and Decepticon armies and break it all down based off of their tech spec numbers it's going to be so much fun every time i do one of these episodes i get a lot of great feedback from folks so please make sure you check it out episode 97 transformers university coming up also got another tfu news and views ready to go written out and uh plan on doing that one real soon dropping that one also so thank you so much for coming back and checking out the show and sticking with me through the break 
Uh, I love you all. I love all of our Patreon supporters. I love everyone who writes to me and reaches out on Twitter. Got so much great content planned, so much more uh, new stuff. Hopefully some stuff for the YouTube channel once I get a few things sorted out. I am so excited to share all of this with you. 2021 is a great time to be a Transformers fan. We'll talk about that as well. But until next time, I am your host, Anthony Bercali, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info. Till then, see ya.